It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The U.S. economy shrank again in the second quarter. That's the headline of the day. The question after that becomes does that mean we are in a recession. The GDP report says yes. The Biden administration says no. Let's go beyond the headlines. Time to begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we know that the GDP report at least signals, if nothing else, that the criteria for a recession has been met and you can haggle over the nitpickiness and what it all means. But we want to go beyond just the headlines in terms of what this really means for you. What does it mean for the American people? Uh, What does the public think? Is the messaging hitting? Uh, And where do we go from here? And to help us unravel all of that uh, is the ultimate inside source on these things, Eric Bame from uh, Reason. And uh, you went right after this today, uh, Eric, uh, talking about the two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Uh, Is it a recession? Uh, I'm just going to steal your thunder with your first line because I thought it nailed the day. Uh, Economic reality cannot be denied, but can it be redefined? Uh, Give us uh, a sense, Eric, of where are we really when it comes to the economy? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Good to be here with you as always, Boyd. Uh, The new report that came out this morning from the Bureau of Economic Analysis shows that the uh, second quarter growth rate for the country was negative 0.9 percent uh that's it's a little weird to talk about like growth but it like negative growth it means you know we're not growing we're actually shrinking uh zero point negative 0.9 percent uh that follows the first quarter uh which was a negative 1.6 percent growth rate so that's two consecutive quarters uh covering the period of time from january through the end of june of this year in which the uh, the economy the overall size of the u.s economy shrunk Uh, And generally, that is the sort of agreed upon definition of a recession, as you implied, though, or as you said there, the uh, the Biden administration is kind of challenging that conventional wisdom um, and is pointing. And I I think there's actually something to their case. Obviously, a lot of this is motivated by politics and messaging, but there is something to the argument they're making uh, that like there's a lot of other indicators out there that don't necessarily say we're in a recession right now. So uh, it really depends whether you're going to take the sort of narrow traditionalist view that negative GDP growth in back-to-back quarters equals recession, or if you're going to try to do some sort of a deeper analysis here, in which case, eh, I don't know, we're probably still in a recession, <laughs> but maybe not. Like, there's an argument the other way. There, yeah. So. Uh, and to me, it seems that we're in a recession with some interesting circumstances or some interesting mm-hmm. factors and some interesting positives uh, that we normally wouldn't see in something that would be called a recession. Uh, and it seems to me that the White House has has really overly obsessed uh, on the definition. I know uh, in the White House press briefing yesterday, Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre uh, really went to the mat in terms of these definitions. Yep. But is the is the White House missing 
the more important messaging opportunity in this by obsessing on the definition and whether we are or aren't meeting that definition? Yeah, I think in some ways that's become the bigger story, right? Like, I mean, I wouldn't have written the piece I wrote today if the White House hadn't just spent the last four days trying to, like, turn this into the bigger story, right? I mean, and it's not just what happened yesterday with the the press secretary. That was a, you know, there was a bit of a spat there between her and a reporter. Um, also, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was on uh, the Sunday news programs uh, this past weekend saying, you know, look, the economy is, is pretty strong overall. This is not an economy that's in a recession was the one news, uh, the new the one clip that really came out of that. Um, we've even had Larry Summers, who's been, you know, kind of a bugaboo for the Biden administration, right? Even though he was uh, pre- former President Barack Obama's Treasury Secretary, um, he's he's been openly critical of the Biden policies when it comes to inflation. But even he has been out there uh, in the media this week saying, "No, I don't think we're really in a recession." So uh, they've they've kind of got all these people lined up to make this argument. And uh, and as I said, I think there is something to this argument because, like, unemployment rate has held steady throughout the two quarters when the country was supposedly in a recession already. Uh, unemployment didn't go up. Job growth has been steady. Uh, wages are getting, you know, wages are going up. They're getting eaten by inflation, of course. So, like, real wage growth is down. But, like, you just don't see industrial production is up. You know, we, we don't see the sort of normal markers that you would see for a recession. Um, I think what you said is basically right. I think we're in a recession I think it's a very soft and weird recession and hopefully a brief one that is kind of the final stage of what was a very weird and unprecedented two and a half years now. Right. Of, of you know, huge amounts of government spending, soaring deficits, all sorts of supply chain problems due to the pandemic. And, and all of that is shaking out in a whole bunch of, of ways that are just somewhat unpredictable and unprecedented. And uh, one of those is that we're seeing, you know, negative growth at the moment, but, you know, hopefully not a condition that will go on for too long. Yeah. And uh, you pointed out in your piece that, uh, in fact, I love this uh, analogy of that, uh, whatever we are in this recession is sort of like a common law marriage. (laughs) (laughs) If if, if everybody's calling it, it, you're pretty much in. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like that's uh, this is this is actually a line from Veronique Deruji, who's a uh, reason contributor. She's an economist at George Mason University, somebody who I talked to about these things. And uh, and uh, this, was, this was her comment to me yesterday was that it's like a common law marriage. And I had to stop her and be like, well, hold on, hold on. You got you to explain that to me a little more. Um, but I think the metaphor is a pretty good one is that like if everybody just agrees and this isn't, you know, actually the way common law marriages work, there are actual like legal definitions of these things. But colloquially, we talk about a common law marriage as like if everybody just kind of agrees. Yeah those people are husband and wife, then eventually that sort of carries the force of law. And she says, with like economists, yeah, there's not like there, there's not really uh, somebody, there's not a, a federal bureaucrat somewhere who gets to stamp, you know, recession on top of a, uh, a chart of the economy or something. Right. It's just the eventually enough people agree. Yeah, we're in a recession and then you're there. The, the, the sort of closest thing that we do have to an authority on this is the National Bureau of Economic uh, Analysis, uh, economic research, excuse me. And uh they look at they look at these quarterly numbers that we that we're talking about here, but they also look at things like employment, and industrial output, all these other factors that the White House is now emphasizing, and uh, and it will be you know it, it's always well after the fact when they finally get around to deciding one way or the other whether to call something a recession or not. So uh, you know we will get kind of a formal answer to this question, 
and it may not uh, it may not come until after the midterms. So like politics enters into this. Obviously, yeah. everybody in the political arena wants to know. You know, can we call this a recession now so that we can run our attack ads? Basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The politics has got to get to to all of right. that. Uh, and one one quick final question for you. Uh, I mean, obviously they're they're trying to go at the messaging that the administration is in terms of positioning, and obviously all of the politics that that follow on. The, of course, the other side is doing the same thing, trying to position everything. Uh, but one thing that I found really interesting is, you know, the, the president stepped up and and spoke for a while today uh, about a bill. Uh, which, of course, is interestingly titled the Inflation Reduction Act uh, that deals mostly with energy, uh, climate, uh, Obamacare, uh, and a few other things. And uh, it seems like uh, it had to be that show of we are doing something as it relates uh, to inflation and recession. Uh, But is this one where the the president kind of walked away at the end saying doesn't sound like a recession is what the president's saying and what the American people are living, uh, are those, uh, is that round circles and square holes, or uh, where, where are we on that? Yeah, I think this is one of my favorite things about coming on this show, Boyd, with you, is that you do a great job of always dissecting this and talking about, like, the messaging and how the messaging reflects what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, and I think that's, that's an important thing for people to understand here, because you, you see it, I think, especially in this bill, right? This is the, uh, the package that Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Chuck Schumer put together, uh, this deal that they announced Uh, last night, and the president was speaking about it today. And it is effectively, it's like a a sliver of what was originally Biden's Build Back Better plan, the the energy and environmental spending portion of that, married to uh, Joe Manchin's concerns about the size of the federal deficit and wanting to, you know, hey, if we're going to have a bill that generates a bunch of new revenue, he wants to put some of that revenue towards reducing the deficit, which I think is a noble goal. And uh, so they've put together these two priorities and they're going to try to pass this thing. But the way it's being framed now, right, this is no longer the Build Back Better 2.0 or 3.0, as we've talked about on the show before. Right now, it's the Inflation Control Act of 2022 (laughs) or something like that. I don't remember the exact name off the top of my head, but it's like that. Because that's like that's what they want. To, that's what they want to sell this as now. It's no longer about spending more government money to stimulate a recovery. It's like, oh no, we overspent the government <laughs> money, so now we have to spend more money to control inflation, uh, or you know, raise taxes to control inflation. Is, is basically the argument they're making. Um, I, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense. I think it's going to be pretty tough. I think for Democrats, realistically, when you get right down to it, what this bill is is it's a seven hundred billion dollar tax increase over ten years, and to try to raise taxes on the cusp of or maybe in a recession uh, or, you know, at a time when inflation is is going bonkers at a time when, you know, the midterms are coming. Like, I just think that's that's a really tough environment to, to pass a tax increase in. Yeah. Uh, but that's what they're going to try to do. So we'll see what happens. Uh, fascinating. Eric Payne, uh, reporter, reason, always uh, fantastic insight uh, and obviously much more to come uh, as we watch how this plays out. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Boyd. Uh, great insight as always. Uh, and again, I think, you know, Eric was was really good at pointing out that there are unique components to this that don't fit, fit the definition of where we would be in a recession. Um, and, and so you can quibble over a lot of those things. It is, it isn't, what is it? Uh, the more important thing and what I think most Americans are worried about is what comes next? And what does it mean for me as I'm sitting around my kitchen table trying to figure out how to make ends meet? And I think that's where the president missed today. It'll be interesting to see what he does tomorrow uh, as he tries to lead the nation uh, towards an economic recovery, recession, non-recession, or something else. Whatever you call it, we got a lot of work to do.
Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.